It's Rivalry Week. Hello and welcome to the Cards HQ Louisville Sports Insiders Podcast. I'm Dominique Yates, joined alongside Cameron Teague Robinson. Cameron, I've been waiting for this. It's like finally here. We've been waiting for this. We've talked about it. We've been prepping for it, but it's finally here. Louisville, Kentucky, Governor's Cup on the line. So we're going to get into this matchup. We're also going to talk with John Hell. The beat writer here for the Courier Journal. He's covered every single game for Kentucky football this season. Just to get his thoughts on this Kentucky team that, similar to Louisville, has a lot of confidence heading into Saturday's game. So I'm looking forward to it. I've covered this game before, but I've never been in Louisville, like in this area when this rivalry is coming up. So it's definitely magnified. And I know you two just on social media, people have been tweeting and like everybody. I, just I could this. tweet hello and they'd be like, are you saying hello to a Kentucky person? Yeah. Or a Kentucky person, are you saying hello to a Louisville person? Like t- today, obviously, Scott Satterfield said that like the they're using wide receivers to um, kind of emulate yeah. Lynn Bowden in practice, which makes sense. It's what you do. And people, some people, I had someone say in my mentions, um, why not just use Mikhail Cunningham? And I was like, well, you can't, you're not using a starting quarterback on your practice squad. Yes. That just that's the, defeats the point. But then also, someone on the Kentucky side somehow found the tweet and chimed in and said, Mikael Cunningham's not Lynn Bowden, and then they got an argument. So it's cool. I like I like the pet, like this is one week of the year. I like pettiness on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. But I just don't like when it's like direct. Don't direct it at me. Yeah. Because if I got time, I'm just to roast somebody. Yes. Um, well, but, yeah, we talked about that yeah. this morning because, like, I tweeted out the video. I covered like you did the Syracuse game, and at the end of that game, when it was over, Louisville fans were cheating. Were chanting "Beat UK." So like, okay, I'll ch- I'll just tweet this video out and. People jumped on that immediately. They didn't yeah. jump at me, but they so, did in particular. I, I think, and I wouldn't. Which, hear, again, wouldn't just adds to. Yeah, well, I wasn't here last year, but I think this year is going to be particularly bad the whole week because the game is virtually, is literally a toss up. I mean, it's a three point favorite for Kentucky. Both teams believe they can beat each other. Well, I mean, it's not even like both teams believe. It's like both fan bases are confident they can beat the other team. And it, throw, it blows me away because a three point spread is basically Vegas saying, we don't know who's going to win. Because the home team automatically gets three points in a spread, yeah. Um, so Vegas ba- basically doesn't know who's gonna win. Um, but it's just, it's funny because if you go on social media, every fan base is like confident. They felt like they're twenty point favorite almost. Yeah. Um, that they're confident. That, and I and I get like I just it's different than anything else I've seen because rivalry games. I bet even last year Louisville was like we know we're gonna lose. This year it just feels different because I think both team both sides are just so so confident that um, for good reason though. I think that's the thing for good reason. Both teams, like anybody can win this game. I yeah. think that's the unique thing because yeah. talked about this before. In the past, you, you going into it, you knew, like you mentioned right. last year, you knew Kentucky was going to blow Louisville out. The Lamar Jackson years, outside of the one upset at Cardinal Stadium, like when Lamar Jackson was a quarterback, you know, okay, Louisville's going to win this game. They're right. not stopping Lamar. So it was just really, I don't want to say it was lopsided in the past, but like I said, just going into it, you were pretty confident in your pick. No one media-wise, is confident in picking who's going to win this yeah, game because bo- it's changed all year. Well, and both sides are good and bad at opposite things. Exactly. Um, which is makes it seem like it's, it's just hard. It's going to be whichever team shows up, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it's, 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 a, it's an interesting matchup for sure. Yeah, so before we get any further, let's just roll a little bit of what Scott Satterfield talked about at this press conference on Monday, just getting ready for Kentucky. And really his first, you could say, big – 
rivalry. You know, when he was at App State, Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern's a good football team, too. And, and, and App State always, was good. I, I, that rivalry, I think, was probably always under the radar. They always played for Sunbelt titles. It wasn't like it was like um, a rivalry game where they were just playing to play. Like right. those two, they were the two best teams in Sunbelt yeah. most of the time. They were playing for championships. Because I think they both made the move to transition right, at the same at time. The same time. Yeah. So they were always playing for conference championships up there. So So they yeah, it was a battle and like I said, those were some good games. Those are usually like those little uh, fun belt games that I would watch. Yeah, and Scott's out of a thought a little bit about that today at yeah. his press conference too. But again, it is magnified now. That's big. Yeah, no, you know, I agree. Yeah, everybody yeah. knows that, you know, this yeah. is ACC team, SEC team rivalry. Both teams don't like each other. If you don't believe that, just go on Twitter and look up the Lynn Bowden quote. Yeah, yeah. First off, you know, I know Louisville fans are like, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Lynn yeah. Bowden talking about that. But this is where we're at. You have a pretty good Louisville offense, a pretty good Kentucky defense. You have a not very good Louisville defense and an iffy Kentucky offense. Yeah. Both teams are not good on special teams. Yeah. And I think, I think you probably give Louisville the – you would like, give him the edge. Cause, only because of Hassan Hall. He's yes. like one of the best kick returns in the country. And Kentucky lost a kicker. So, yeah, yeah. But they do have a punter. Louisville lost a kicker too. Yeah, they did, Blaine Creaky. But uh, Ryan with Chilifo, he's, he's – Shalifo. Shalifo. Yeah. I mean, he's he's made all of his extra points as far as – Oh, he's missed one or two. He's missed two extra points. But outside of that, it's yeah. – and, and a missed field goal. But he also threw a touchdown. So, so again, kicker didn't do that, I guess. I guess you give the edge to Louisville there I, in the special mainly, teams. Mainly just because of Hassan Hall. Because the I return think they're very game. equal in the kicking game. But Hassan Hall is just – I mean, he's the only two kick returns in the country burning him right now. Right. So that's just kind of where they're at. But – you know, Louisville, they just have to – I mean, basically the defense has to show up. They got, that's my thing. I've, and my my thing with the – and I, I tweeted out this morning that I thought the interesting matchup was Louisville's offense versus Kentucky's defense. Yeah. Only for the sense that, like, we know Louisville's going to give up points. Like, in my, in my thought, interesting is what's unknown about the game. Um, we, Kentucky's going to score because Louisville's defense is just bad. Yeah. Um, and they can't stop – they couldn't stop NC State from running. They couldn't stop Syracuse from running. I don't see how they stop Kentucky from running. No. Um, like, I get, like, the whole argument of, like, they only run so you can stop it, but it's misdirection. It's not like Lindbow just handing the ball off. It's like he's he's either faking it or Rose is getting it or Kavosi Smoke is getting it. Just It's, it's different. It's not and Chris Rodriguez. traditional. Yeah. That's the thing. They are. That's what makes them so dangerous yeah. because, yeah, you got – You might know it's coming, but you don't know who's getting it yes. or where it's going. And you have power runners. You yeah. have speed. Right. Like, Kentucky's running back. Like, they have some of the best right. in the country because right. they have – any given night, they have a guy that can get you 100, 200 yards rushing, right? It, including Bowden, right? So that their, their is, scheme just works, and it throws defenses off. They made it work, true, because um, it was rocky at first, right? I mean, even just two weeks ago against Tennessee, it was kind of like iffy. Right. They started moving the ball second half. They went ice cold, but Bandy, UT Martin, they were able to get it going. Getting right. in the end zone is just big for confidence too for Kentucky. But I get like those teams are bad, yeah, but. And I, I'd hard to argue that, but I Louisville's defense is also bad. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, <laughs> That's again, there's yeah. no sugarcoating it. For yeah. some reason, after this bye week, this second half of the season, and and I think it was just, I think it, and I, the only I think when I mentioned this, somebody mentioned this to me in the press conference. Um, what worked to get with in their best defensive performance was Virginia. Virginia mm-hmm. wasn't a team that had big play offense. They just didn't. It yeah. wasn't. They weren't throwing the ball downfield. They. They just weren't breaking big plays. Kentucky doesn't either, so you think maybe that works in Louisville's favor. But these last two games, they have not been able to stop the run for anything against yeah. an 
absolutely awful Syracuse offense and yeah. Syracuse offensive line. So I don't really, I don't really, I can't really, I don't really, I don't know how people can have hope that they're going to stop Kentucky. I think your key to stop beating Kentucky is you got to score, score more points. Yeah, you got to put up forty. Yes, um, because and I, just hope the defense holds. Yeah, because I say this, and I, I'm sure that when we talk to John Hell, he'll agree that if this game is in the twenties. Louisville's Kentucky's losing. winning, yeah. Yeah, Kentucky, cause no, Kentucky thrives in that. Yeah. If the game is in the 20s, nine times out of ten, they're coming away with the yeah. win. If Louisville can – like how they – I mean, they've scored points. So if you're getting in the 30s or the 40s, yeah. like you'll feel really good about Louisville's chances. Right, because then, then you force Kentucky to throw the ball. Yes. Yeah. Because like if you can get them in the third and long situations, then, again, yeah, right. you should feel good about the situation. But, but they, they haven't been that defense all year. No. I don't see it changing And they've missed tackles, yeah. Um, all the missed tackles, too, stands yeah. out. And, so. and that Kentucky defense, I think the one thing Louisville's offense does great is they are a big play offense. Yeah, one of the best in the country. You know, one thing Kentucky's defense is really good at—they don't give up big plays. They one don't. of the best in the country. They don't. They gave up, I think, just just over ten yards per completion, which is like I believe top ten in the country. It is. That's. I mean, it's just hard to stop. They've won the top pass defenses in the country. Yeah, you match up good for good. Yeah. So it's true. It's, it's and good. and but Mark Stoops, he talked a lot about that in his press conference Monday. He said, Look, we are very mindful. And not only that, you can tell that he's really paying attention to this game because we make the joke sometimes coaches just call out the number of the player. Yeah. Like he actually said names. He oh, actually yeah. said Tutu Atwell, oh, JV and Sat- Hawkins. Satterfield didn't. Satterfield does numbers as well. Yeah. And most coaches do, but like Mark Stoops literally said, Yeah, Tutu Atwell. Javian Hawkins, yeah. Malik Cunningham. You know, he actually yeah. was naming these guys because he knows the playmakers that Louisville has on offense. Yeah. So it's going to be a toss-up. It, it's going to it, be it's, an interesting matchup. It's tough because it's one of those things where this would be the best offense Kentucky has played all year. Yeah. Um, even, and that's even be, that's even even though they play Georgia. This would be by far the best offense they play all year. But this will also – it's just – it's so many unknowns. This is the first time Louisville will play an offense like they played in Kentucky. Um, yeah. So it, it's – It'd be interesting. I yeah. guess like I think that's why it's a toss up. There's a lot of unknowns here and yeah. both teams are playing pretty well right it's now. It's really hard to give an edge to anybody because you would say, Well, Louisville, they played against some tough defenses, obviously, with Clemson, Notre Dame, yeah. they have some big boys, Virginia. Like they played some good defenses and they stepped up to the occasion in most of those situations. But Louisville's defense, I mean, they haven't really stepped up hardly at all except for Virginia. you mentioned Virginia. Yeah. So and I guess even like Western Kentucky managed to score some points. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. It's going to be fun. So I'm trying to stall before we have to make picks later because I'm not sure who I'm, I'm going to pick. I already yet. made my pick. You made yours? I'm, I'm, I'm holding firm to it now. Are you? Yep. See, I, I, it's changed so much for me. Um, but I'm going to make a pick and I'm going to stick with it as well. But I have a feeling though we are going to make the same pick, but we'll wait and see. But before we do that, we're, we'll get in touch with John Hell and just get his thoughts on Kentucky. But. Before we do that, let's talk a little bit with Satterfield as he just broke down how his team defensively has to prepare for a Kentucky and what makes it difficult. Rushing football team that we're getting ready to play here uh, with some good facts. Obviously, the, one of the better athletes we'll face, uh, you know, the one that's playing quarterback now. Uh, he's an you know, outstanding athlete. It's pretty been pretty amazing to see. You know, you take a guy who's been a wide receiver, put him at quarterback, and they're, they're still been very effective moving the football is the way they're doing it, playing good defense, um, controlling the clock, um, you know, just old school running the football and, um, you know, it's produced them some good wins. And, and what they did, you know, the last couple of weeks in particularly, you know, really, you know, not throwing the football very much at all, but, but 
and the teams knowing that still can't stop it. That's pretty impressive. All right, joining us now on the Louisville Sports Insiders podcast is Kentucky beat writer John Hell. John, long time no see. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, I'm really excited to finally get to be on the podcast. I listen <laughs> every week, and I'm always jealous that you guys get to get to hang out and, and talk to people, and, and I'm just stuck here in Lexington by myself. Yeah, well, you shouldn't be jealous because I'm with Cameron all this, so you, you shouldn't be. You're fine, so. We'll all be hanging out in Lexington over the weekend, so we'll have some fun doing that. So let's talk a little Kentucky, John. It's interesting because going back to the beginning of the season, you know, Terry Wilson goes down and Sawyer Smith is unhealthy. Then all of a sudden everybody's like, Kentucky has a wide receiver at quarterback. Somehow, some way, it's managed to work, and it's worked well. I mean, the numbers that they're putting up rushing yard-wise has been just outstanding. Has it surprised you at all how well this has been able to work for Kentucky? Yeah, I mean, it definitely has. There were various points in this whole experiment uh, where you wondered if maybe it had run its course. The first week they did it against Arkansas, they kind of edged out the win there, and we all know now that Arkansas is not very good. Uh, You go to Georgia, and it's a situation where it's terrible weather, torrential rain the entire time. They don't score at all, and so it's a question of – is it a good defense that has shut this down or is it a spot where the weather had an effect or maybe they just can't do it? You don't know. A similar thing happens against Tennessee where they move the ball, but can't get it in the red zone. Uh, and, and it's really time to wonder, okay, are competent bowl level teams just too good to run a one dimensional offense against? And then two weeks in a row, you play two bad teams in Vanderbilt and UT Martin and rush for over 400 yards. That's the school rushing record last week and only threw for, uh, only completed two passes in the game. So it's a spot where everybody knows what they're doing and it's still working. Uh, it's been certainly their best option to win games the second half of the season. I think you could make an argument that if they had just gone to this offense when Ter- Terry Wilson went down, they'd probably have two more wins against South Carolina and Mississippi State, two pretty average to bad teams that they lost to. And now they're in a spot where uh, we'll see if it's good enough to be Louisville, but it's certainly been the best option in what's been a you know pretty down SEC East outside of the top two teams in the league. John, I know you've been busy, just kind of focused on the SEC, but when you obviously you 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 work with us, so you obviously read read stuff about Louisville and hear stuff about Louisville. Just kind of give us your thoughts on what Satterfield's done in his, his first year. Yeah, I've been really impressed. I, I was talking to Dominique earlier today when he was in Lexington, and I wrote something before the season for one of our morning coffees, basically about. Uh, what can we learn or what should we expect from Scott Satterfield's first season based on Mark Stoops' first season? Because they both inherited two and ten programs the year before. Uh, and I, I had put some stuff in there about basically, you know, moral wins are important. And the best thing is is seeing the effort and getting some off-the-field momentum and recruiting and all those things. Uh, and I think my expectations were like everybody else's, that it was going to be a – project it was going to take some time they weren't going to go to a bowl game year one and he's obviously turned all that upside down it, it, it probably is uh something of an indictment even more of Bobby Petrino and, and how much things collapsed last year because you look back and realize that they're only two years away from you know eight nine win teams and they have a lot of talent still and, and it's obvious that for whatever reason it just all collapsed last year and that team quit and the coaching staff quit and whatever else happened Mark Stoops made that point today in his press conference when he was asked about how impressed he was by Scott Satterfield. And he said, yeah, it's, it's really impressive. I don't know about changing the culture, though, because, you know, it wasn't too long ago when I was sitting up here and they were a top 10 team. So he, yeah. he might, wants to make sure that people know that the program he inherited at Kentucky 
had a different talent level than the one that, that Scott obviously inherited this year at Louisville. But it's a spot where you, you can't take away what, what he's done in terms of a one-year turnaround. It's been really, really impressive. He's obviously a very good coach. Um, we'll see how the recruiting part of it plays off as, out as he steps up to a, a much bigger program and a much bigger league. But there's no way you can argue against his coaching credentials with what he's done this year. Yeah. Yeah. Now, off, now his kind of – all his his fingerprints are all over the offense. Um, it's kind of it's his little baby. Um, they've been explosive this year. Now, obviously, Kentucky has had a pretty good pass defense, and they don't they're not they don't give up a ton of big plays. I guess how do you see that defense matching up with Louisville's offense this weekend? Yeah, I think that's the real X factor for me when you're looking at it because you're right. I mean, Louisville is what top twenty in the in the country and and plays longer than twenty yards, and Kentucky's top twenty. And giving up fewest plays under 20 yards. And Kentucky's pass defense is, uh, on paper, at least elite. I do think some of that is probably skewed uh, based on just the way teams have played them. Uh, you look back at that Georgia game, and Georgia, only, I think, only threw a couple passes in the right. second half because of the rain, because they were in control, because DeAndre Swift was able to do whatever he wanted to on the ground. They just didn't yeah. need to throw it very much. But it's still Kentucky's tied for the lead in the country with six passing touchdowns all year. You don't get – 11 games into the season and give up the same number of passing touchdowns as Ohio state and Clemson. And that's a complete fluke. So I do think that uh, that's a, that's a side of the ball that we had a lot of questions about coming into the year. They lost their entire starting secondary. They obviously lost the national defensive player of the year and Josh Allen, who played a huge role in just getting to the quarterback and, and helping the pass defense out that way. And the progress they've made there has been really, really important. I think if this game's played in the twenties this week, I really like Kentucky's chances if if the defense is not as good against a, a very capable, very impressive offense in Louisville as they've been against the Vanderbilts and the UT Martins and the Missouris and Tennessees of the last month or so. And this game's played in the 30s. I think it's harder to imagine Kentucky winning just because the way their offense is built. It, it's hard to see them putting up enough big plays to win an issue out themselves. But I do think Kentucky's defense is, is pretty legitimate at this point. And, and if they can hold Louisville under 30 points, which they've done in every game this season, they've not given up 30 yet, uh, I like their chances. I'm glad you agree with me. I said that Kentucky's defense was legitimate on Twitter, and a bunch of people started yelling at me saying that they weren't. So I'm glad you agree with me. Yeah, it's, 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 it's always fun in rivalry week. I'm glad you're getting to experience this, uh, <laughs> yeah. this from the Kentucky Louisville side. You can't say anything positive about either team. No, I see that. fan base slumping on you, especially because in the way our setup is, we're all retweeting each other and promoting each other's work. Yeah. Yeah. So normally you, you're only getting Louisville fans reading your stuff, and I'm only getting Kentucky fans reading my stuff. And when one of us retweets the other one, we hear from the other fan base. Yeah. So Stop retweeting me. It's all the way around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. I think it was a moment after Louisville beat Wake Forest. John, you tweeted, said, hey – Great choice by Louisville, even though, you know, Satterfield wasn't the first choice. He was legit, and I think some Kentucky fans jumped on you. But I guess our last point for Kentucky is going into this game. You referenced how, you know, the offense is just you never know what you're going to get from Kentucky. You said if it's in the 20s, it's a good spot. Everyone knows you can say it's a one-dimensional Kentucky team. They're going to run the football. But some people are curious if they do throw the ball. Who are some targets that they might throw it to? So who are some guys out there for Kentucky that they might be able to try to get into the passing game? Because the secondary is weak for Louisville. So, you know, if Lynn Bowden does throw the football, who could he be throwing it to? Yeah, so, I mean, the number one target for him is always going to be Ahmad Wagner. I mean, Lynn's been yeah. pretty bad at the the deep ball. They've tried that for the last two weeks to get that established, just throwing it deep. And he's just had 
terrible touch in terms of uh, connecting on those plays. It just hadn't worked. But the one time that it has really worked since they went to this offense is Wagner is such a physical matchup problem outside. He's got, you know, more pass interference flags than he does receptions for his career mostly. And, and so if he can just get it near a mod, there's a lot of times where the defender is going to be hanging all over him and they're going to get 15 yards that way. So that's, that's one way that they can get the passing game a little more. And the other part of it is their tight ends are very talented. Uh, those guys are weapons over the middle. Justin Rigg, Keaton yeah. Upshaw. Uh, they've had that play a few times where they where they run the play action with the pot pass over the middle against Tennessee. He had Keaton Upshaw wide open. It would have been a, a sixty yard touchdown. Yeah. He just underthrew it a little bit and it got picked off I and almost that. got returned for a touchdown the other way. So if they can get those two plays going, I think that helps in the pass game. And then they're going to do some other things. I think in terms of just uh, some shovel passes, some you know end arounds, kind of short passing to get things going. Uh, it's it's not they. I'll be really interested to see what wrinkles they bust out this week. I asked Eddie Graham, the offensive coordinator, after the UT Martin game, basically, how do you balance showing things on film that you want to force Louisville to prepare for, but also maybe holding some things back so you can use them as surprises? He said there's a lot that we've practiced the last two weeks that we haven't had to use because of the score. And so I I get the feeling they're going to bust some things out in the passing game, Uh, maybe just some different formations, some different looks that we haven't seen before in an effort to get that going a little bit. Well, well, I'm looking forward to this game. You know, I know you've been around here though, John. So I guess in the past nine times out of 10, you kind of knew who had the edge, who was going to last year, you knew it was Kentucky, you know, the Lamar Jackson years outside of the one year at Cardinal Stadium, you know, you knew Louisville had the good advantage. But, I mean, does it feel a little different this year because most people see this like a pretty evenly matched game? Yeah, it feels really different to me because even that year that Kentucky beat Lamar Jackson, I mean, they were heavy, heavy underdogs going yeah. into that game. So it's not like anybody was picking them to win that game. So going into it during the week, uh, basically since I've been doing this full time the last six or seven years, you had a feel for which team was the heavy favorite. We do media picks every year, and they were generally pretty lopsided one way or the other, uh, especially you know early in the Petrino era before things collapsed last year. He had Kentucky's number. I mean, yeah. They only beat him twice, even between when he was at Western and, uh, and at Arkansas, too. So, I mean, he obviously dominated that side of the series. It's a weird series in terms of even though it's 16 and 15 overall, uh, it's basically just a, a series of one side dominating for four or five years in a row. Uh, so it's 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 a spot that uh, certainly in recent history we're not used to, and, and I think the two teams are as evenly matched up, especially when you look and say uh, Kentucky's strength versus Louisville's weakness on both sides in terms of Kentucky's got a, a really powerful run game and Louisville's not got a very good defense, and Louisville's got a, a really powerful offense, and Kentucky struggles to, to score a lot of points. So I, I think it's going to be a really interesting matchup for those reasons. Yeah, well, we're looking forward to it. So the Courier-Journal will have plenty of coverage, so John Hill will keep you posted on the Kentucky Wildcats for this game. So, John, thank you for the time, and we'll see you Saturday. Thanks for finally having me on the podcast, guys. (laughs) Yes, we'll do it again soon. (laughs) Yeah, it's good talking to John. It's funny, like, interviewing a coworker. Yeah, it's (laughs) weird. But, John, he's always a good sport, so. You want to just talk to him like we do in our group chat. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'd have to censor ourselves a lot yeah, just more. just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, yeah, so uh, look forward to uh, just catching up with John over the weekend, some coverage. But, I mean, we're going to be writing stories all week. Yeah. Well, you guys will be writing stories. I'll be taking care of the digital vis- video work. But there's a lot of coverage coming out this week, so uh, be on the lookout for that. So are you ready to make picks? Yeah, yeah. A few things to note before we make picks that might influence picks yeah. and other people's picks. Um, Louisville starting safety, Russ Yeast, uh, is not going to play Saturday. 
he or hurt his knee against Syracuse. Um, he'll be out for what looks like to be rest of the season. Um, Satterfield said it's unlikely he's ready to go by the by the bowl game. Yeah. Um, he said Russ had some procedures done yesterday. Didn't say surgery, just said procedures. Said it's not a six to eight month thing. He'll be back for the spring. Um, but that's a big loss because Louisville is very very thin at safety. Yeah, Kane Pass is there, but he doesn't play do much in the secondary. You have Jack, Jack Fago and then Isaiah Hayes, who's there, is on a transfer, who hasn't played a ton this year. Um, so those would be your three at safety. Um, again, fifth leading tackler, you already struggled to tackle. That's a big loss. Um, yeah, so that, that's I think that's the biggest note. Other than that, Louisville's pretty healthy going into the game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Makai Becton played, played like last weekend. Was, and but he probably had his best game of the year against yeah. Syracuse. He was playing like a monster. He looked really good because yeah. he kind of referenced like – M- more likely his last, last game, game at yeah. Cardinal Stadium, so yeah. he he definitely did. So yeah, he's good. Quarterbacks are good and healthy. Players like everybody's ready to go. Yeah. Um, on Kentucky and Louisville side, so yeah, that's just the I guess the two notes. Makai yeah, is ta- good. Talking all year about, We've been talking all year about like this game will be a toss up as long as Louisville's healthy. You know, it's fun. It's funny because when you say that, you think sooner or later someone's gonna get hurt, but no one actually got hurt all year. Yeah, um, it's so. it's pretty. I guess you can say amazing that the one thing we said that kept that would have held this team back was yeah, injuries. injuries, and they're fine. And Relatively not only fine. not only did they, yeah, for the most part, stay healthy, but they still build some depth along the way. Yeah, you know, we talked about like Adonis Boone on the offensive line, and you know, a couple of defensive guys here and there. So it has, I guess, it's worked out in Louisville's favor. But is it enough to beat the Wildcats at Kroger Field in Lexington, Cameron? What do you think? No, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I lean defensive sides when in, when the games when games are toss ups like this. Um, it's supposed to rain, I believe. Um, pretty decent amount Saturday. Um, I just don't. I just, I just I think Kentucky's pass defense will just find some find a way to keep uh, Louisville. Uh, before, they'll keep Louisville from from blowing this game out. I mean, they they won't be able to connect on big passes, ninety yard passes all the time. Um, I think they'll keep it close enough for Kentucky's offense to do what it needs to do to beat um, Louisville's defense. I think I had it 31-28 Kentucky. I think it'll be a close one. But 31, I, think, I think I had 31-28 Kentucky. Well, it's funny. I'm actually agreeing with John. If the game stays in the 20s, Kentucky will win. Yeah. I do pick Kentucky to win this game, but I'm going to have it in the 20s. Yeah. So that happens. So I'm going with – it's actually the same score that they had to beat Arkansas. So I'm going 24-20. to 20. Kentucky manages to get the win, um, and I, I just think that's just what it's going to come down to. I think Kentucky's defense is good. I think Louisville will have some struggles moving the football, and I think Lynn Bowden and that running back group will do just enough yeah. to get in the end zone a few times. At times, Louisville struggles. If the big play isn't there, they sometimes get behind the six because of penalties, yeah. and false starts, and holdings. So, yeah. um, And then, of course, going – on the road, yeah. you're like you're in Lexington, like yeah. this. Although it'll be a pretty fifty, uh, maybe not fifty fifty, but it'll be a lot of Louisville fans. Louisville will make it in yeah. there, but obviously the edge yeah. in any home game goes sure. to oh, yeah. the home team. But yeah. yeah, so we're both thinking that Kentucky is going to find a way to get this win. So maybe Scott Satterfield will say prove everyone wrong, at least okay, prove us yeah. wrong, and his first rivalry game here as Louisville head coach, he might be able to get it done. We'll have to wait and see. But regardless. The scores just pretty much say that we expect yeah, a great awesome. game. Yeah, it could change. it could switch up very easily. Yeah, so whichever, again, like we said, whichever team comes out and does what it does best, better than the other person, 
um, will win this game, I think. Exactly. So going to be a great weekend in Lexington. So pretty much the entire Courier-Journal crew is going to be there. So be sure to follow along with all of us at RealD8, at CJ underscore Teague, at John Hell underscore CJ. So we're going to have all types of coverage for this. So we thank you all for listening to the Cards HQ Louisville Sports Insiders podcast. Be sure to subscribe on the Apple Podcast. Follow along on our website and on SoundCloud as well. So for Cameron Teague Robinson, I'm Dominique Yates. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.